St John tells the story of Jesus' passion uh, over a single 24-hour period. The story begins in a garden and the last part of that story is also in a garden. We begin in the garden of Jesus' agony where he is arrested. We end in the garden where his body is laid to rest in the tomb. Come with me this Good Friday and explore this beautiful story which has been retold through all the world and which Christians remember today. The story of Jesus Christ and his love for the world and his passion. There are six reflections uh, to listen to uh, with music and readings and a picture for each one. Uh, you can listen to them between 12 and 3, the time we are traditionally in church on Good Friday for quiet reflection and meditation, or you might want to space them through the day, or you might just want to pick uh, one or two of the reflections to guide you in your devotions and your prayers. We can't meet together in our churches today and uh, we can't share in the services which are so loved and so familiar. But we can take time and space to be quiet and still and remember God's love for us and the world in this time of great suffering and to remember Jesus Christ on his death on the cross. Come with me and come and see. Oh,
betrayal and arrest of Jesus. After Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas brought a detachment of soldiers together with police from the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that was to happen to him, came forward and asked them, Whom are you looking for? They answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus replied, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with him. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Whom are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you are looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfil the word that he had spoken. I did not lose a single one of those whom you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Am I not to drink the cup that the father has given me? So the soldiers, their officer and the Jewish police arrested Jesus and bound him. First they took him to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it was better to have one person die for the people. Welcome to this series of reflections on the story of the Passion of Jesus, as told in the Gospel of St John. We will spend this time reading the story together and reflecting on its different episodes and meanings with space for silence and for prayer. This is a holy week like no other, as the world lives through the great pandemic. We begin with the betrayal and arrest of Jesus. My favourite song from Jesus Christ Superstar is the song Gethsemane. Christ is singing, and the song begins with these words. I only want to say, if there is a way, take this cup away from me, for I don't want to taste its poison, feel it burn me. I have changed. I'm not as sure as when we started. The song is based on the account of Jesus' agony in the Garden of Gethsemane, as told by Matthew and Mark and Luke. All three tell the story of Jesus wrestling with God and with his calling. Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what thou wilt. John's account is very different. It takes place in a garden. The garden looks back to Eden and forward to the day of resurrection. But it is the story of the arrest and betrayal of Jesus, not the story of his agony. When we first read the Gospel of John, we might think that John simply assumes we will know all about the agony and inner wrestling which Jesus endures from the other Gospels. For his own reasons, John focuses our attention elsewhere. I think that is partly true. But there is a clear moment of wrestling, of agony and tears, in the Gospel of John, 
in a story which is told a few chapters earlier. This, for John, is the moment of decision on the way of the cross. That moment comes in the story of the raising of Lazarus, in the very centre of the fourth gospel. Jesus stands before the tomb of his friend, with Mary his sister, and he weeps. The language used by John to describe Jesus' emotional turmoil is very strong. He was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He began to weep. He is again deeply disturbed. This is the place in the Gospel of John where we see the emotions of Jesus laid bare. At first we might think that Jesus is simply expressing sorrow at the death of Lazarus, his friend, and sharing the grief of his sisters. There is indeed great comfort in that picture. We love Jesus for his compassion. But there is something else still deeper taking place. The story of the raising of Lazarus in John's Gospel is the end of John's Book of Signs, but also the beginning of his passion story. The raising of Lazarus is the event which sets in motion the arrest and trial and crucifixion. It is the raising of Lazarus which causes Caiaphas to say in the following chapter, It is better that one man die for the sake of the people. As Jesus stands before the tomb of Lazarus, he is reaching the point of no return. To raise his friend, he must set his face to the cross. The raising of Lazarus anticipates his own resurrection, which of course anticipates his death. The raising of Lazarus sets Jesus in conflict with the authorities of his day. For that reason, John sets the agony in a different garden, before the tomb of his friend. John also makes clear that what draws Jesus towards the cross is more than a sense of duty and obedience to the Father, the accent in Matthew and Mark and Luke. What draws Jesus to the cross in John? It is love. Love for the world in John 3.16 and love for his friend Lazarus in John 11.36. See how he loved him. Love for all his friends in John 15.13. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for his friends. John draws back the curtain more fully and enables us to see more clearly what lies behind Jesus' actions. All that we will hear unfold this Good Friday has love at its heart. Judas and the soldiers come expecting trouble and a fight. Jesus offers himself in the garden as he will offer himself on the cross. I am he. And again, I told you that I am he. Through love, he has overcome his own fear and resistance and agony. 
and through love, he steps away from the fear and resistance and violence of others. Put your sword back in its sheath. Am I not to drink the cup the Father has given me? This Good Friday, we come conscious of our own frailty and need, moved with compassion by the suffering of the world and the example of others. We come to the one who weeps at the tomb of his friend, who courageously walks the way of the cross, and who offers his life out of love for the world. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. Yeah.